Welcome to the teaching ministry at Calvary PSL. Please join Lead Pastor Mike Wiggins for the message, Our Mission. All right, so before he ascended up into heaven, the risen Christ said this to his men. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now just think about that one sentence. By the way, the Bible is God's word and every sentence has really deep, rich meaning if we'll just meditate upon it. And so think about this. Jesus of Nazareth says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And as C.S. Lewis said, either he's a liar or he's a lunatic or he's the Lord. (laughs) That statement we believe is true that The Father who has all authority in heaven and earth has given that authority, that power to the Son. And so for the Son to say this is a a clear declaration of his divinity. How many of you guys believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? I believe it all in my heart. But you have to make that decision. You have to make that decision. He's a liar or a lunatic or he's Lord. We believe in this place he's Lord. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and, and I want you to shout out the next two words. Go ahead. Make disciples. Make disciples. If you're new to Calvary and you were to put me in a corner and you were to say, Pastor, in two words, I want you to describe the mission of your church. I would say, make disciples. Go therefore and make disciples disciples of all nations, baptizing them, look at this, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, (laughs) eternally existent in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here's the teaching ministry, teaching them to observe how many things? All things that I've commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so Christ's command was very clear. He told his men, I want you to go, and I want you to make disciples, and by the way, that commandment is still in effect today. So what exactly is a disciple? Well, the simplest way to define it is that a disciple, by the way, is not just a convert, A disciple is a follower of Christ. A disciple is someone who meets Jesus Christ. How many of you guys know you can't follow someone if you've never met them personally? And so a disciple is someone who, first of all, meets Jesus. How do you meet Jesus? You come to him on your knees. (laughs) You come to him realizing that I'm a sinner and the wages of sin is death and I'm in trouble without the Lord. And he's the only one who died on a cross to pay for my sins. No other religious leader ever did that. And so I'm turning to Jesus and Jesus alone for the forgiveness of my sins, asking him to save me and to be my savior and Lord. You meet him, you're saved. That word saved comes from Paul's letter to the Romans. It's biblical and it's right and true. You're saved and then after that, you follow the Lord. What's the first step of obedience? It's baptism. You go public with your faith. I'm not embarrassed that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and I'm gonna be baptized. I'm gonna do what he said to do in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then what, what, what happens after that? Then you begin to get to know the Lord better. You begin to learn his teachings and live out those teachings. Hear those teachings and heed those teachings. That's a disciple, not just a convert, 
That's a disciple. And so we're called to be disciples and we're called to help other people become disciples as well. And so follow the logic here. If a disciple is a follower of Christ, that means that discipleship is the process of growing as a follower of Christ. Now, where does um, discipleship happen best? Where does it happen best? It happens best in the local church. And here's why. The same person, capital P, Jesus, the same person who said, go and make disciples, also said what? You Go ahead and shout it out. I will build my church. He said both. You can't separate them. You have to keep them together. And so when Jesus asked his men back in Matthew, I think it's 16, um, who do you say that I am? Peter piped up. You remember what Peter said? Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And that blessed Jesus' heart. He was so excited about what Peter said. He said, blessed are you, uh, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Hey, Pete, you didn't get this declaration that I'm the Christ, the son of the living God, from man. Listen, Christianity is not a man-made religion. You didn't get this from man. Flesh and blood, no, no, no. You received it from my Father. And then in the very next verse, Jesus said this to Peter. He said, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, by the way, not the rock of Peter, the rock of what Peter just said, his declaration that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. All right, so you're Peter, and on this rock, here it is, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so way back in the Gospels, Jesus made a promise. Now, you guys believe that Jesus is a promise keeper or a promise breaker? Tell me. He's a promise keeper. He made a promise. He said, I'm going to build my church. And that is why the New Testament does not end with the Gospels. That is why the New Testament does not end with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But it continues with the book of Acts. Acts is all about the birth and progress of the church. You know this because we've been studying it verse by verse since the end of January. We're seven months into it. And I think we're in Acts chapter 13. All right, so you know that Acts is all about the birth and the progress of the church. And so on the day of ascension, Jesus went up. But on the day of Pentecost, who came down? Tell me. The Holy Spirit. And the church was born in Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost. And so as you continue to read um, the book of Acts, what did that church do? Here's what they did. They began to plant other churches and make disciples. Plant other churches and make disciples. <clears throat> Plant other churches and make disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They were so successful that by the end of the first century, ladies and gentlemen, there were churches all across the Roman Empire, local churches in cities like Rome and Corinth and Galatia and Ephesus and Philippi and Colossae and Thessalonica and Philadelphia. Not Pennsylvania, but Philadelphia and Asia Minor, all over the place. And now, 2,000 years later, guess what? There's local churches, Christ-centered Bible teaching churches, not just around the Mediterranean Sea. 
there's local churches all across the world. And by God's grace, there's a local church at 5555 Northwest St. James Drive in Port St. Lucie, Florida, right here. It's a miracle that you guys are here today, 2,000 years later. And so here's what you need to know. Christ loves his local churches and they're still the primary way that disciples are made. And so by way of review, what is a disciple? A disciple is not just a convert, a disciple is a follower of Jesus. What's discipleship? Discipleship is the process of growing as a follower of Jesus. Where does discipleship best happen? It happens in the local church. Because the same person who said, go make disciples, said, I will build my church. He's into the church. But now I got a question for you. And you can answer it out loud. How long are we supposed to follow Jesus? Yeah, forever, our whole lives. And that's why years ago, we put together a mission statement for our local church. Here it is. It's all over our website. We exist to help people of all ages become, here it is, lifelong followers of Christ. Now, as our local church has focused on making disciples, making lifelong followers of Christ, the Lord has poured out his blessing upon us by his grace. Let me brag on God for a little while. A few, um, what happened was in um, uh, 2004, we started the church in the home of Lee and Julie Holly. April 25th, 2004, in their living room with about 35 people. And the Lord blessed it. Three weeks later, we moved everybody over to Peacock Boulevard in St. Lucie West to a tiny little space where we crammed in eventually 100 people. And guess what? The Lord blessed it. We had to go to three services. Two years later, in the fall of 2006, the Lord opened a 400-seat auditorium just down the street. And he blessed that. We had to go to three services. Later, to accommodate the growth, we moved the, the church to a high school, Treasure Coast High School. And we began to, to um, um, uh, reach people down in the southern end of Port St. Lucie. We were one church in two locations. And the Lord blessed it. In 2014, the Lord opened the door for us to purchase a beautiful facility at 5555 Northwest St. James. Welcome home. That's this place that he offered, uh, he, he, he gave it to us. We were able to buy it. And some of you were here in the fall of 2014. We had our dedication service and we dedicated this building uh, to the Lord. And then, check this out, a year later, we bought the, the land across the street. Now that, that land could have been anything. It could have been a CVS it could have been a dollar store. It could have been a number of different businesses. But you know what I believe? I believe the Lord said, uh-uh, that piece of land is for my future Christian school. And that's what he did. It was empty. It's, and so what happened? In the fall of 2015, we bought that land. And, and what you need to know is that, ladies and gentlemen, everything has fallen into place as we have focused on making disciples, just doing what the Lord has called us to do, making disciples in our worship gatherings. Thank you so much for being here, right? Because what is this? This is part of the process of growing as a, a follower of Christ. And so what are our worship services? Do you think this is a performance? It's not a performance. This is... This is um, 
um, Pastor Aaron and, and, and the team singing to the heart of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, and inviting you to come and be part of that as we sing songs that are themed right from the scriptures and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And then the Lord knows that for 15 years, I have poured my heart and given my best into teaching and preaching disciple-making messages for 15 years. And not only that, it's not just Aaron and I, but our children's ministry, we focus on making disciples there. And in our student ministry, and in our young adults ministry, and in our Calvary groups, and in our missions and outreach ministries, and our, our care ministry, and I can't wait on September 5th when we start our first Thursday services and continue to make lifelong followers of Jesus Christ. And now the time has come for us to make disciples on an even broader scale through our Christian school. And I couldn't be more excited. You know, the Lord put the school on my heart way back in 2005. I didn't think it would take this long. But nonetheless, he put it on my heart in 2005. And today, it's, it's happening. Let me show you, we've been praying and preparing for this for a long time. Let me show you just some of the preparation that has taken place. I don't know if you know this, but in September of 2015, well, I just, showed, I just shared that with you. We, we, we purchased the land, but I don't know if you know all the stuff that we had to do. In July of 2016, we had to go through the long process with the city to rezone the property. And then the same month, the same process with the city, we had to make sure we got a special exception for school use. In February of 2017, another long process, a lot of hours were put in for us to get our site plan approval. In October 2017, we kicked off our fundraiser, and then by God's grace, on June 21st, just a couple months ago, we were able to close on the loan. What you need to know is that none of that would have happened without Pastor Lee Holly, our executive pastor of administration, and his admin team. I'm gonna ask uh, Pastor Lee and Julie to stand up right now just to recognize, I know you hate this, but just stand up. Everyone, can you guys thank them? for what they do, thank you guys. You know, you know, Pastor Lee, I've been saying this now in, in all the services, he's, him and his team, they're kinda like your vital organs, right? They're not out front all the time. How many of you guys ever seen your vital organs? You don't, right? But how well would you do without them? And that's our executive pastor over administration, our admin team. Without them, you don't get very far. And every once in a while, we need to, to recognize that. Lee has been involved in so many meetings with engineers and architects and consultants in the last three years. He's got a great passion for Calvary Christian Academy. And Pastor Lee, thank you again. So since our church is all about making disciples, guess what? Our school is gonna be all about making disciples. Why? Because the school is a ministry of the church. Hey, let's all agree right now, today. Yeah, yeah, we can thank God for that. But let's all agree now, today. It'll never be us and them. The church, you know, and the school over there. No, it's us, it's all us. As I thought about the school this week, I thought about the teachers and students. We have high goals for both. Concerning our teachers, we want our teachers to be followers of Christ. Actually have an authentic relationship with the Lord and they're following the Lord. 
so that they can, as followers of Jesus, pour into students so they can be followers of Jesus as well. Not only that, we want our teachers to be professional and certified. In other words, we want them both in public and in private to always conduct themselves with the highest integrity. But not only that, we want them to have earned degrees in their field of education. We also want them to be dedicated to excellence. Part of that is that they know their lesson so well that they're able to communicate that lesson in a way that's engaging and inspiring and um, fun so that there's actually a love for learning in Calvary Christian Academy. Dedicated to excellence, but also caring. Giving the kids sometimes that one-on-one attention that they need. We have, we're gonna have high goals for our students as well. We want our students to be followers of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know why most kids walk away from the church and walk away from Christ after they get out of youth group or out of high school? It's because they never owned their, their faith for themselves. We want these kids to meet Jesus Christ. How many of you believe that Jesus is personal? He's personal, he's real. He's not a religion, he's real. <clears throat> so we want him, <clears throat> we want our students, excuse me, <clears throat> we want our students to meet Jesus and then eventually to make, um, dedicate their lives to follow him, to follow his teachings. It can happen, even in young people's lives. We wanna see them become well-educated so that they're, they're prepared you know, down the road for college and their career and, and um, their adulthood. And then we want them to have a biblical worldview. This has been on my heart for years, that they would see the world, that they're, they're trained not just with an excellent education, but that they're, they're trained in a way that they see the world through the scriptures, the lens of the scriptures. They see the world the way God sees the world. They know the difference between right and wrong and they live for the glory of God. Now, of course, there's a cost to have an excellent school. There's always a cost. And so what you need to know, by the way, except for salvation, that's free. So I wanna make sure that that's clear for you guys. But let's see how we're doing with our fundraiser, okay? And so, 22 months ago, we kicked off our fundraiser with 62,000 bucks in the bank as far as the CCA account. And look at what the Lord has done through you guys. In 22 months, we have raised $1,531,272. Hey, we ought to be really clapping right now and thanking God for what he's done. This is big stuff. <laughs> this doesn't just happen. This doesn't just happen. This happens when the Lord is moving and working and blessing. This happens when people are obedient in stewardship. And then not only that, as you know, I told you this two months ago when we closed, um, we found out two weeks before closing that it was gonna be more than we anticipated, so we had to raise our goal. And so we're almost there, 114,728 left. And we need to have that, um, that money um, is, is needed by October 19th. Um, we have to give it to the bank by that date. And so if you'd like to help us reach and exceed our goal, if the Lord puts that on your heart, you go to calvarypsl.com. That's our main website. You click on Calvary Christian Academy, and that takes you to our school page, and then you click on that box that says Give Now. <clears throat> That'll take you to the next page, and the next page is gonna have a down, um, a down field that you click and then you can differentiate between what is your regular offering and then what is um, 
to the school. And what you need to know is that whatever you choose, this is between you and the Lord, but whatever you choose to give to the school will always and only go to Calvary Christian Academy related expenses. I would love to see us exceed our goal because here's what I know, coming down the road in the next 12 months, we need to raise money for a state-of-the-art playground that we're hoping we'll be able to use for our church kids on the weekend, but also for our school kids Monday through Friday. And we also have to raise the money uh, for our furniture, fixtures, and expenditures. So, it's now time to introduce our new school administrator. The Lord gave me peace about um, this person um, a long time ago. I've been recruiting him for a very long time. Our future school administrator, well, he's not future anymore, he's here. So our school administrator in his 20s, his early 20s, he served in the Air Force. And after that, yep, we can thank the Lord for all of the branches of our military. And after that, he co-founded a Christian school in the great state of Maine, where he served for about a decade. Later in life, he was um, an executive pastor for I'm sorry, executive vice president for Brown and Brown Insurance Company. But then later on, he returned to education to lead and administrate another Christian school. He, he led that Christian school for about nine years. And so he has almost 20 years of experience in leading Christian schools. He currently holds a superintendent certification, uh, certification with ACSI. And for over a year, he's been consulting with us, working very closely with Pastor Lee to get us to where we are today. He loves, loves education. He has a bachelor's degree in business administration with a minor in management. He has a master's degree in education. And Lord willing, in May, he's gonna graduate with an EDS, which is a postgraduate specialist degree in education with an emphasis on curriculum and instruction. After receiving his EDS, he wants to push forward and get his doctorate in education. Most importantly, he's been married to Karen, his wife, for 34 years. He has, yeah, we thank God for that. He has four daughters, six grandchildren. His mom lives in Tampa. His dad lives in heaven. He has two brothers, one brother lives in Maryland. The other brother, you know him really, really well because our new school administrator is my big brother, Matt Wiggins. So Matt, come on up. Thank you, Pastor Bro, I mean Mike, I mean Pastor Mike. Hello everyone. My name is Matt Wiggins, and I have thought about this moment for over 12 years. And some of you know my part of the family has been watching you all from across the state for well over a decade. I stand amazed at what you all have done as a church body. We watched you start humbly, as Mike said, yet decisively, and we've watched you grow. The churches you've planted, the missionary trips that you've committed to, the people that you have reached, it's amazing. Your leadership, our true servants, your staff, so professional, the volunteers accommodating. I've met deacons and serving elders 
and wives and husbands, and I just want you to know, I've already forgotten half of their names. <laughs> There's so many of you. This assembly and the works you have committed to is nothing short of inspiring. But enough about you. Let me introduce you to my wife, Karen. Karen has taught school for 20 or for 34 years and is the mother to our four daughters. By the way, that's the only picture you'd let me do. <laughs> our daughters are Ashley, Courtney, Jesse, and Brittany. And these four dynamic women have given us six grandchildren. Abigail Jasmine and Caden Matthew, Rosalind, Sage, Autumn Willow, Emma Jubilee, and Hudson Allen, who's in a nursery, stinking it up right now. <laughs> I am incredibly blessed. I'll take that hand clap for the Lord because without him, we're nothing. So why Christian education? You've heard Pastor Mike talk about a vision for Christian education and the reason why this ministry is endeavoring to minister to families more fully. But I'd like to speak briefly on this dedication weekend about what it actually is that we're trying to do and what we're intending to do with this new Calvary ministry. So let me give you my first proposition this morning. In the scriptures, God has clearly commanded two institutions to educate. It's the home and the church. Two. And, you know, basically as an extension of either or both of these institutions, the Christian school then has a biblical mandate to educate. So let's talk about the home first. The Bible makes clear that education is to begin in the home. Genesis 18, 18 through 19. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his, whole, and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. I was floored by that verse. The Jewish nation, part of the promise that was given to Abraham, linked completely with Abraham being a good dad. I mean, look at it. And you, and, and you could argue, well, God chose him because he was, or God made sure. Look, it's linked. The fact that he would direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing it right and just is linked with the Jewish nation today. What about your heritage? It's your kids. It's not your job. It's not your grass. I love a good lawn. <laughs> it's not your grass. It's your kids. Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7. And these words that I commanded you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Well, what exactly is the methodology? There it is, all the time. Parents, the home, the home. Proverbs 22, 6. We all know this one. Train up a child in a way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Fantastic translators also say that just as legitimately, you can read it this way. Train up a child in a way he should go, and even when he is old, it will not depart from him. I like them both. 
2 Timothy 1.5, Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's saying, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, thanks grandma Lois, your mother Eunice, thanks mom, hi mom, thanks mom, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. You see the heritage from the family? So God makes it clear that parents are responsible for their children and charges them with educating them the other is, so, so the first institution is the home. Now let's talk about the church. And I'm gonna do it quick because Pastor Mike has done a great job, even today, of explaining that role. But quickly, I will read again, Matt 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, not some, all. And behold, I am with you always. Thank you that you're with us always. To the end of the age. How did the first Christians do church? You've you learned this. I learned it on Facebook Live, watching you all learn it. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves, devoted themselves. Pastor Mike said, those words are important. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and of course, to prayers. And then look at Paul's instruction to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 2. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust that to faithful men who will be able then to teach to others also. And then doesn't the scripture tell us that, the, that this assembly, that this body is a body? and it has to mature, and it has to grow. The whole idea of teaching to cause that growth and that maturity is common sense. And don't we all recognize that God has given some of these folks here the gift of teaching for the edification of the church? The home and the church. Two incredibly important presences in your kids' lives. Which brings me to my second proposition. If that's true, then Christians have a biblical obligation to educate in their homes and in their churches. So in order to reinforce the educational ministries of this church and the homes, and that's all of your homes, Christian parents or church members, either acting individually or in concert like you all have done, may elect to form a Christian school. And in doing so, you are exercising your God-ordained constitutional right in this great country of ours and obeying the command to bring up our children to know God and to be his disciples. But let me pull over for a minute and talk about the public school system. I understand why our country needs public education. Any country in the world that is in, in anywhere developed needs to preserve its culture and its way of life. So it has to create a means of educating its populace or that country can lose everything in a generation. Haley Potter is a senior fellow at a think tank in Washington, D.C., and they deal with public policy. And this is what she wrote. Public education serves a dual purpose. 
to academically prepare our children with the knowledge and skills to contribute to the workforce and to provide children with the opportunity to develop socially and emotionally in ways that contribute to social cohesion. I get it. Now, the implementation of those purposes is staggering at best. But I understand. I understand the need for it. But that leads me to my second pullover. Born again public school teachers. Let me say this from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for your service. One of my daughters is a public school teacher. You understand God's word. You understand your responsibilities. And you are hometown missionaries. And I think it's entirely proper that we give them a round of applause this morning. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your ministry. My heart is to allow the ministries of CCA to be a resource for you. I think I know what the, the beginning of that looks like, but I'd like to explore that further with some of you in the near future, or a lot of you, and get your ideas. Let's not, brothers and sisters, ever wag our fingers at the public school system. Number one, it's not loving. Number two, it's not respectful of the Christians who are laboring there as missionaries. And although we share many of the same purposes, obviously, our reason for existence are not the same. Which brings me to my final proposition, the purpose of CCA. Our purpose is the, is the development of the student in the image of God. This purpose determines both the content then and the means of instruction. In Christian education, students are taught to know God and to imitate him in his character and in his works. So, to accomplish this, CCA will be, in this culture, relevant in the United States, a solution for parents looking for educational options who understand their obligation to God, who regard and that obligation and how it regards to their family, and they want to partner with a private Christian school with quality and with substance in the education of their children. So, CCA will be a ministry of Calvary PSL, and you need to hear it from me too. Just like Pastor Mike will always be my brother, this school will always be a ministry, as long as I'm part of that, of this church. It will never be a church and a school. This school is being founded to assist you. It's a new ministry designed to help you parents to fulfill your obligation to God. So, CCA will be a traditional school, and that, like its parent ministry, Calvary PSL, it will reflect God with biblical values based on Christ's teaching. Number two, CCA will be a Monday through Friday school that partners with parents in the development of their children's character. Three, CCA will be a unique school that will be academically suited for all learners, and that's hard. It's hard. But we can do it, and we will do it. Four, CCA will be an accommodating school that will be culturally diverse and relative as it reflects St. Lucie County. CCA will be a connected school that is technologically minded and digital, day one. 
CCA will be a ministering school that understands the importance of community and will teach its learners the importance of neighborhood involvement. CCA will be an active school that uses sports to develop physical abilities, team building, and proper sportsmanship. CCA will be a creative school that encourages the arts through human aesthetic skill and imagination. CCA will be a supportive school that will seek to build and support its parents, partners with technology instruction. Mom and dad, we're here for you. We know there's so much new stuff. We're here for you. Parent homework helps. We're here for you. And most importantly, continual, 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 continual communication. Your obligation to raise your kids before God. You come to us and go, will you partner with me? And I go, absolutely. Absolutely will. And we'll always tell you what's going on. The communication will be part of the infrastructure of the school and we'll make sure that we're always talking. Calvary Christian Academy will be a Christ-centered school that offers students an excellent education along with a strong biblical worldview. There's our mission statement. Pastor Mike put it together a long time ago. Now, there are many specific questions you probably have about the school. And that is why we have created a website where you can begin to see those questions answered. The website is ccapsl.com. It's up right now. It's just a landing page, okay? It's not the, the eventual beautiful website that we'll have. But it's a basic spot where you can start going and getting information like construction updates, FAQs regarding the school, a calendar of events, employment opportunities, and scholarship information. I'd also like to announce at this time that our strategic plan is to start with kindergarten through fifth grade. But would you please pray with me about a sixth grade? It's, it's allowable in the plan that we create, a five-year plan, but, you know, it's a marathon. We gotta be careful about space. Would you pray with me about sixth grade? Communicate with me? The website would be a great way to do it. Also, for those of you who are connecting, serving, and investing in this local assembly, we are putting together a potential parents of CCA meeting on Thursday, September 26th. We'll communicate that with you in all the normal ways that, that we do. And there'll be two meetings, same meeting, but one at 10 a.m. and one at 6.30 p.m. We wanna hit all the parents with differing schedules. Uh, we'll offer childcare, or quite frankly, I don't mind kids screaming while we're talking. <laughs> Not one bit, okay? So it'll be in a children's bu uh, building. It's gonna be 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Same, same, same content. We're just putting it, and every time the school wants to get information out, we're very cognizant of, of how important it is to offer meetings in the, during the day and, and during the evening also. So this is an important meeting about Florida scholarships, how our scholarship program, our own, will evolve, tuition, grade levels. We want to introduce the school to the community at Trunk or Treat. The plan has always been to go to the community at Trunk or Treat, but you first. So in the month of September, pray with me, let's talk, get on the website, fill out what you want to fill out so I can start understanding the true needs of this local congregation, especially with grade six, especially with that. So let me leave you with a verse that is my visual for the work before us. I'm a visual learner mostly. 
John the Beloved is writing to his good friend Gaius, and in his greeting to him, he says something that resonates in my heart and will be the heartbeat of our school. John writes, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That is my heartbeat as a grandfather. That is my heartbeat as a father and will be the heartbeat for our school. I'm excited about what you've already accomplished as a body and I look so forward to what the Lord has in store for this church. Thank you. Amen. Give it up for Administrator Matt. Woo! All righty. So while he is heading over right now, we're actually going to have a live stream video, and we're going to be posting what's happening across the street um, for our foundation laying ceremony. And so we're here, the Pastor Mike, Pastor Lee, Pastor Lee, and a crew of people are over at the foundation already, and we're going to live stream it. And so um, what you're going to see is you're going to see people, they're going to lay a Bible down, they're going to pour the foundation on top of the Word of God, because the Word of God is the foundation of the school that they'll be doing, which is pretty cool, right? And so... You'll see that in a minute. Now, it is gonna take technology to do this, and so things you know, could go wrong. They've gone right so far, but bear with us. Uh, but it should be really cool. In a minute, we're gonna have it up. And so before we do that, though, I wanna encourage you. In Joshua chapter four, the people of Israel had just crossed over the Jordan River. They had the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders, and they're crossing through on dry ground. God has provided for them from Egypt, and now he's going to provide for them coming up in Canaan. And so as they're going through, God, Moses says, hey, go pick up some stones and then carry them through. One man in each tribe, grab a huge stone and set it down. We're gonna make a monument, and that way when your kids ask you, what is this, you can look back and say, God has been faithful in the past, and he will be faithful in the future. I don't know about you, but my heart was stirred when I remembered back and heard about, heard about how this whole thing started in Pastor Lee's living room, and look what God's done in this church and this community. And so that's what the idea of this is. It's not to say... You know, we're just breaking ground. It's, it's actually a statement of faith saying God has provided for us and he will continue to provide for us in the future as we go into this next step of ministry at Calvary Port St. Lucie. And so in just a minute, we're gonna do that and I'm really, really excited to watch it happen, happen today. Y'all excited? Awesome. Um, by the way, I was the uh, spiritual life director at a Christian school in Peoria and I gotta say, this administrator is phenomenal. Get to know Matt, talk to him. He's an incredible person. All right, we're live in three, two, one. Here we go. So welcome to our foundation laying ceremony. You know, dedications are important because they declare intentions. It is our intention on this special occasion to dedicate Calvary Christian Academy to the Lord Jesus Christ and to declare our desire that his school would be built on the foundation of his word. This building that's gonna be built over the next 10 to 12 months is gonna be special, not so much because of what it's made of on the outside, but more so because of what's gonna take place on the inside, and I can't wait to see all the good that's gonna occur both in the building and on these grounds that we're dedicating today. And so this school is the Lord's school, and it's our prayer that in his school, his kids will receive an excellent education, but not just that, but also when they leave, they'll make a decision to build the rest of their lives on the foundation of God's word. So the passage of scripture that we chose for this moment is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. 
Now, the reason we chose this passage is because of the emphasis that it places on the importance of God's word as the foundation in our lives. Not only that, we love how it speaks to the fact that God's word is effective even in the lives of kids. And as we look forward to discipling kids into adulthood, we believe that God's word is going to be the foundation of that. And so as Pastor Lee places the Bible in the box and Matt pours the cement, I'm going to read the passage to you. It says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we welcome you here today, and we submit ourselves to you today as we do every day. We thank you for allowing us to serve you as you expand your ministry at Calvary Port St. Lucie. We ask that you look over the construction and keep it on schedule. Let nothing impact it in a negative way, Lord. We know that you control the weather, so we're asking you to control the weather as well. Keep the rains away and keep the sun not so warm on this site, Lord. And we ask that you also keep this site safe. Keep everybody safe on this site. Protect them in every way. Let them be aware of what's going on around them, Lord. So when they return home at night, they're in better or the same physical shape as they got here in the morning. And Father, we ask in your son's mighty name that you bless the future teachers and staff at Calvary Christian Academy. We pray that you're with them each and every day and that you empower them to live holy lives so that they will be able to minister to the students and to one another. We pray that you grant the teachers and staff godly wisdom so that they will be able to train up children to not depart from your word. We pray that the teachers and staff remain faithful to their calling and that the teaching of the truth that they have learned throughout the Holy Scriptures. We pray also for the future teachers and staff of Calvary Christian Academy to receive godly wisdom when dealing with challenges, that they would be able to encourage and to train students to fulfill their God-given purpose. Finally, we pray for the admission process, that it goes smoothly and without any hiccups, and for the wisdom of all those who are behind the scenes making it all possible. I thank you, Father, that you have given us this local church the opportunity not only to impact this community, but also your kingdom. And Father, continuing in prayer, we come to you with hearts of gratitude and thankfulness for all you've done to bring us to this place. We are so thankful. And as we dedicate this building today, we pray that you would allow your sanctification of our families, Father, and provide purity and protection for our students through the teaching of your word that's going to be taught here, Father. You told us in John 17 to sanctify them through your truth. And then you went on to say your word is that truth. And Father, we pray as that word is taught in this school that it would help develop Christian character in all the students who pass through. We thank you for all you've done for us. We pray that you would bless this place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen.